Mic check, mic check. Mic check, mic check. Mic check. Write it real big so I can see it, Kanisha. So I can see it. Oh, that's a small ear. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to The Beautiful Truth, Raw, Naked, and Exposed. My name is Beverly Smith-Brown, and I will be your host. I'll be here every second and fourth Sunday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Again, welcome. Thank you all for joining me for my very first show. I am super excited to be here. Definitely want to give a shout out to Voxwave.com and all of the awesome hosts um, that have TV shows here. You definitely want to check it out. Um, this show is really interactive. We have a phone number that you can call in at 240-719-2560. This show will be about the truth, raw, naked, and exposed. We will have guests come on to tell their story of how they have overcome issues. Maybe they may be going through um, domestic violence. It could be drug addiction, losing a loved one. We have sexual abuse going on, guys. We also have people um, not knowing who they are. Are they a male? Are they a female? We have a lot of issues going on in our community that we will uncover and discuss right here at The Beautiful Truth. So again, I am super excited. Thank you all. And um, definitely let your uh, friends and family know about Voxwave.com and letting them know that I'll be here every second and fourth Sunday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. This morning um, show, our first show, we have a great show lined up. I have um, some youth coming in. Our topic will be about life after death. So we will be talking about how do you cope after losing a loved one. It's not easy. I know um, that oh too well, very personal. I lost my mom in 1994. Um, in 2006, I lost a sister. Um, actually, April 2006, I lost my older sister. In June 2006, I lost a younger sister. Um, I lost a cousin in 2012. Another sister passed away in 2013. My brother passed away um, a year ago today. And just yesterday, uh, we said our goodbyes to my 25-year-old nephew. Um, it's not easy dealing with uh, a loss of a loved one. Um, we do have some people who will be calling in. I actually have my beautiful niece in the studio who will be joining me here um, to talk. I will be speaking with her about how she's coping with um, not having her mom, my sister, Shara Smith. So we will be sharing a little bit about her, uh, my sister's story, as well as my niece talking about how she's coping um, with uh, life without her mom. We also have um, the beautiful McNon Brown Anderson will be calling in to discuss how she's coping with losing her daughter to domestic violence. Um, guys, it's a lot going on, and I think it's so important for people to share their testimonies. You know, when we live in our truth, we give others the okay to do the same. So we have to let go of the guilt and shame that comes with what we may have done um, and what we may have not done when we talk about losing a loved one, you know, because it could be a heavy burden um, that I know some people walk around with if they didn't get a chance to say their goodbyes or to patch up a relationship. 
leadership. So those are some of the discussions that we'll be having. We also will have um, uh, beautiful Alana Nicole will be in to blaze the stage with an amazing song. She's going to sing for us. And we have some youth um, from Out of the Mouth of Babes. We are also um, honoring the legacy of Mr. Harold Ike Foster, who we lost a few months ago, a giant in the community. So he has a program that he started uh, teaching the youth black facts. He would go into some of the roughest areas of D.C., Southeast D.C., Congress Park in particular, and he would teach the youth black facts and would really wow the people on the information and just showing them that, um, and Mr. Foster would grab some of the, the, the youth that people threw away, that they were put out of classrooms. Those were the ones that he had a heart for. And we have two of them in the studio with us today who will be honoring Mr. Foster's legacy and sharing some of the information that Mr. Foster have shared with him, with them. And again, legacy is very important. So yes, I'm super excited. Um, Again, The Beautiful Truth, Raw, Naked, and Exposed is really an extension from my book entitled He Kept Me. Um, I wrote in uh, November 2011, and it deals with all of the, uh, I'll say, hurt, the guilt, and shame that I went through, and just sharing just a small tidbit of my testimony. I grew up number eight of nine children in a single parent home. Um, I was raised in uh, Southeast DC um, in the 80s. My mom and my family really became a victim of the crack epidemic when my mom um, started using crack and my sisters and myself started selling drugs to keep the, the money in the home. Uh, we started experiencing everything, all of the lows that you can experience with that type of situation. Um, Teen pregnancy, I had sisters that dropped out of school and didn't complete school. Um, I actually lost my mom to crack in 1994. I have a sister who ran away with a, 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 a Panama, he was from Panamania. Uh, I don't know if you all know about back in the 80s where you had the Jamaicans and the Panamas that was coming into, the Panamanians were coming into um, with these large amounts of money coming into our communities. And my sister ran off with one and never came back. Um, so our family was hit hard by the crack epidemic. Um, I found myself in a domestic violence relationship at the age of 16, and by 19, I had three children. Um, I was able to escape that uh, relationship, um, and I was able to graduate with my class of high school with two kids in the audience, but it did not... Um, it wasn't, it wasn't that high school diploma wasn't um, able to save me from all of the other obstacles that I faced with being a teen mom and losing my mom to drugs and dealing and coping with life after death. And that's what we are here discussing today. Um, and that's why I think it's so important um, to talk about your testimony. And when I wrote my testimony in this book entitled He Kept Me, um, it was the thing that I needed to... Uh, I'm going to tell you, I purged when I wrote this story. It was it was really a purging. I was able to relive every situation. I was gang raped. I, um, I mean, you name it, I, I was pushed out of a two-story window. I have a plate in my jaw. My mouth was wired shut for six weeks. I was able to relive every horrific situation, and it was painless. Um, I really believe that God had his hand on me and still do. God is able, and he was the one that really was the one who pulled me out of um, 
the belly of the beast. And, and I'm going to tell you, uh, sharing my testimony, I've had many, many men and women, um, teens come up and talk to me about how it has helped them. So I encourage you, um, it's not easy going through. If you are someone who's going through um, those things, you, you definitely want to get someone that you can talk to um, and don't uh, blame yourself. I know it's not easy, but the first thing is not to blame yourself on what is going on um, if you are. And if someone comes to you and talks to you about a drug addiction or domestic violence or maybe um, some self-esteem issues, that is not your opportunity to put them down and to judge them. Um, love is all we need in this world. So again, um, the beautiful truth, raw, naked, and exposed with Beverly Smith Brown. And I'm going to go to a commercial break. And when I come back, we'll have the beautiful Kanisha Smith here with us sharing her testimony of how she's overcoming life um, after death of her mom. Be right back.
You know, there is this particular dance that I want to learn how to do. Everybody's doing it. The young and the old, from the north to the south, and from the east to the west. I want to know how to do it. I want to know how to hand dance. Show me how to do it. I want to know, can you teach me? Can you teach me how to hand dance? Can you show me how to do it? Hi, Terry. Um, Wait, okay. Hello? Okay, all right, guys. We are back. We are live here with my niece, Kanisha Smith. Hi, everyone. Um, and we also just got a call in um, from Terry. I'm going to let Terry introduce herself to you all. Terry, can you hear me? Hello? Yes. Let me, um, I'm going to hang up and call you right back. Okay. All right, guys, that was Terry, the amazing Terry. I'm going to let her introduce herself to you all and let you know who she is. But we do have my niece, Kanisha Smith, here. Okay, we have Terry back. Terry? Hello? Terry? Hello? Yes. Can you hear me? Hello? Yes. Can you hear me, Terry? <laughs> Yes, got you. How are you? I'm well. We are live on The Beautiful Truth, Raw, Naked, and Exposed. And you know, we could not do this first show without having you on and sharing your testimony. Um, and just, you know, tell everyone who you are and, and, and what The Beautiful Truth is, is about. Because, um, you know, let everybody know that you can speak on that. Hi, everyone. My name is Terry Thomas. And Raw, Naked, and Exposed, The Beautiful Truth. It's basically about women coming together. Uh, we're talking about incest. We're talking about drug abuse. We're talking about uh, our kids passing away. We're talking about uh, homelessness. We're talking about AIDS in our community, HIV in our community. We're sharing a lot of things that um, the way we were brought up was what happens in the house stays in the house. Or what happens to you stays you know, with you. You don't share it with anybody. Uh, being the women that we are, and we go through so many things, especially living in Washington, D.C., we have to deal with so many ups and downs. My main concern is about the young women of today that's here in the district area is to be able to share these things and don't keep quiet about them. That's and right. that's what the Raw Neck and Exposed Beautiful Truth is all about. That's right. We we'll definitely appreciate you, Terry. And can you share your testimony? Our, our topic today is life after death. And you know you have my condolences. You lost your son a few years ago in a car crash, and today is his birthday. Can you talk a little bit about that testimony and life after, you know, living life without your, your, your children? Sure, not a problem. Um, on July the 2nd, 2011, two families, I lost two sons. It was four people in the car. Three people passed away. Um, the young lady who was driving was one of them, and she was drunk, and she was driving my two boys home. 
Um, the thing is, is that, uh, you know, after they passed away, I'm going to be honest with you, you know, I wasn't any good. My mind, my mind wasn't right. You know, I had to, the thing was, was when I, when I found out, um, about this, I, I, I found myself walking down to the crash site. And when I looked at all the debris and papers and things like that, and I was like, wow, you know, this can't be just all it is of my child, of my kid. You know what I mean? That was it. That was, that was the whole thing. Um, afterwards, um, it took me a really, really, really long time to accept the fact that they weren't here. That's not the natural order of things. The natural order is that you live, you have your children, your children grow up, and you move on, you pass on, and your kids continue to live. I couldn't understand that. That that didn't make sense to me. Um, I found myself being very, very angry. I'm not sure if I was angry at God, if I was angry at my kids for leaving me. I don't know if I was angry at this young lady, but I, I, I was extremely angry for a very long time. Basically, what I did was I had I actually had to leave the D.C. area for a couple of years, and I went to go be with my family. I needed to be around my family. I needed to um, get grounded again. Um, in doing so, I do also have a 17-year-old. He'll be 18 next week. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, like, damaged that relationship as well because he was actually going through 10, 10 at the time. And um, I also have a grandbaby, and my son had, you know, his his, his mother. So I kind of, like, damaged those relationships when I left. I had to do that for me. Um, when I finally did come back to D.C., and that's when I met you, Beverly, when I was just getting back. Mm-hmm. And um, I was living in a homeless shelter for women. It was time for me to get my life back on track, mind, body, soul, spiritually. And... What I did was I went out to my son's grave site. This was three years ago on his birthday. And I left at the shelter about 8 o'clock in the morning. It was really cold. And I sat there that entire day. And I had a conversation. I cried. I kicked. I screamed. I yelled. I laughed. all, All these things I did. But what I realized is when I left there, and I told you I shared this with you before, it was like an epiphany that I had when I left there. I was I was turning back to look back, and I saw myself, and I saw my son, and they were waving goodbye to me. I was letting it go. I was, I was letting some things go, you know, and I was able to function after that. My, my, I can't say that mothers grieve differently than people who lose a mother or a father or something like that, because we all grieve in a certain way. Yeah. The thing that I can say is that it does get better. You never forget. You never forget. But it does get better. With the help of God and your system, yeah. it gets better. Yeah. And your strength, you know, and like you said, it's, it's so awesome. I, I truly believe in divine connections. Um, and uh, the strength that you gave me, I know we were feeding each other, but the strength that you were given just to see what you've been through and to see how strong you were in your steps and right in the midst of everything that you were going through, you didn't sit there. Yeah. You kept going through. 
And even when yes. you were sitting at that grave site, you had that opportunity to sit through all of those emotions, which is important yes. when you're grieving yes. to go through those emotions and get it all out of your system and not run um, from those emotions. And when you knew yes. that it was time for you to go, you had to do that so you can be better for your son. So I, I appreciate you uh, tremendously, and, and, and I know that God has his hands all over you because you have your success story because you're, uh, you know, you're out of the shelter. Can you share just a little bit about what's going on now as it relates to that? Not, not a problem. So after, after I went through that and I, I was able to, um, you know, lift, my, lift my, my, my head up a little bit, I actually got into Project Empowerment, you know what I'm saying? And I, I can't do nothing but say this at all times. Mr. Lewis, big shout out to Mr. Lewis. When I sat there in Project Empowerment, I never met this man from a can of paint. This man was speaking directly to me yeah. about certain situations and issues that we deal with in the work community. Mm -hmm. From that time on, my feet been on the ground and running. And you're right, I left the shelter about six months later. I got a job at Big Bus Tours. Guys, make sure you check us out. We we we're the number one tool company in Washington D.C. Um, I was there maybe maybe about three or four months. And actuality, on my son's birthday two years ago, I was offered a supervisor's position, and I've been wow. there and been doing that and moving on ever Look since then. Yes. I, I've left the shelter. I moved into an efficiency. From an efficiency, I moved into a beautiful one bed apartment. I purchased me a car that I'm still paying on for today Come that I'm God. sitting in right now. That's right. Um, it, it, it has been, you know, and I, I can only say this, you know, I had a struggle. It was either I was going to go left yeah. or I was going to go right. I was going to go up or I was going to go down. Mm. It was never no in between. Yeah. And I decided, I made a decision, a conscious decision to say, you know what? It's time for me to start living again. And that's exactly what I did. Me and my son, we had, a, we had the best bond that we could ever, 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 ever oh, have. I'll lay my life down for this child. I would rather see my child sitting in the house with me than to be out on the street. And he loves it. That's right. He loves it. But to God be you know, the glory. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. You was going to say something else? I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, it's, it's that, you know, today is his birthday, my oldest son. He would have been 28 years old. Um, I celebrate his birthday every year. I never work on that day. Also, on July the 2nd, 2011, I never work on that day. I celebrate his birthday as well as I celebrate his death. Yeah. Because he was on loan to me. He, he, he I, I realized that. Yeah. He was on loan to me for 20 years. Mm. He was on loan to me to give me my grandbaby mm. and to make me understand that no matter what, I'm still his mother. That's right. That's in right. this lifetime and in the next. And That's when right. I get there with him, I'm still going to be his mother. Mm. And for that, just for that, I'm eternally grateful. I'm yeah. eternally grateful just to be a woman. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, that's Terry. Honestly that's speaking. awesome. That's honestly speaking. Mm. Whew, that is powerful. And I know some people were encouraged by that. I mean, like you said, from, you know, glory to glory, even in the midst of everything you were going through. I thank you so much. The beautiful truth, raw, naked and exposed. When I met Terry 
in that uh, when she was in the shelter, I came and did a speaking engagement and she came up to me afterwards and she said, you know, God is speaking to me to come to you. And um, and she said the beautiful truth, Roy Necklin and Exposed, and we did a documentary um, uh, awesome. amazing awesome. documentary. You can check it out on YouTube. And um, now God has moved it to a TV show, and we're going forward with some some. And I know God's going to continue to bless and and enlarge our territory. So I truly appreciate you, Terry. Happy heavenly birthday to your son. I know that you're going to celebrate in a great way for him. And um, and also to Sister Antoinette, you know, definitely my prayers are to yes. her. Um, you know, she yes. is definitely one of the members that was uh, in the documentary and her overcome a story of going from homelessness to homeowner. Um, but she lost her son recently um, and our prayers yes. are with yes. her. So please let her know that our prayers is with her and, and much I love to you will. both. Love you. Thank you so much for calling in. I love you too. I All love right. you too, guys. Please understand, Roll Neck is exposed the beautiful truth. That's, that's right. All right, now. Blessings to you. <laughs> All right, guys. Yes. So we have Kanisha Smith. And um, like I said, I lost my sister in April um, 2013 to a drug overdose. Um, and I have Kanisha. She is uh, my sister's uh, second to the oldest daughter. She's one of seven yes. children. So, um, Kanisha. Um, I want to talk to you, if you can share with them a little bit how you are coping with uh, your mom. I know it's not easy. Um, hi, I'm Kanisha again. And when I got the news that my mom passed, I didn't really know if I should cry or I didn't really know what I should do because we was actually supposed to go over her house that day. So I, you know, I broke down, I cried. And afterwards, like months after everything happened, I felt like I was by myself, like I didn't really have nobody because no matter what my mother was going through, no matter what she put herself through, she always put her kids first. She always made sure her kids were straight. So I just felt like I only have my mom. And since I don't have my mom, I just felt like I didn't have anybody. And I felt like that for some time. And then I started to move with my dad and stuff wasn't going great over there. So I just felt like I really don't have nobody. So when I, as I start to get older, I'm 19 now, and when I started to get older, I just realized not to keep pointing the finger at other people and what they should do for me and they should be there for me and stuff. I should just start focusing more on myself, and I'm very talented, I'm very gifted, and I can go very far. And now I think about my mom and I cope with my mom just talk about happy times because she was a happy person, always smiling, just a happy person. So I would talk to my siblings about happy times with our mother, just laugh about it. And I would just get what I need to do with my life, get everything done with that so I can make her proud and make myself proud. Awesome. And I know she is um, very proud of you. Yeah. Uh, um, we have experienced a lot of tragedy in our family. Mm -hmm. We um, just lost uh, my nephew, your cousin, mm -hmm. um, and just said our goodbyes yesterday. And you did an amazing um, dance tribute uh, to him off of Break Every Chain. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you guys, when she was up there dancing, 
all I could see was my sister. She looked exactly <laughs> like my sister, Shara Smith, and I love her. You know, my sister was definitely, like she said, she cared for her children, loved them so much. Um, she went through um, some domestic violence issues, was dealing with some different issues that we, like I said, I shared my testimony of what we went through growing up. Um, and, and she was not exempt from that. She went through a lot as well. Mm -hmm. um, and we both ran into the arms of uh, abusers and domestic violence. Um, and, uh, and it took my sister out. Um, but I'm going to tell you something about my sister and why her life, say it, Shara Smith, say her name, Shara Smith, will live on through her children um, because she poured so much into them. And although she was hurting and was self-medicating, um, she still poured everything that she could in her children. So I have some numbers I want to share uh, with you all. If you're going through any kind of drug abuse or depression or anything like that, we have the uh, depression hotline number is 703-340-1454. There is help out there for someone who may be going through substance abuse. If you're going through substance abuse, you can call a hotline number of one 855 335-6649. Um, those numbers are very important. There's a lot of help out here, guys, if you need it. Um, and, and I always see, um, and I say that for my own family, I see people suffer alone um, just by not uh, you know, the guilt and shame of sharing the information. We put our smiles on and that kind of thing, but it's very important for you to have that support system of someone that you can talk to and be there for you when you are going through. And if you don't have that person, we have a crisis call center that you can also call to get information or support. And that number is 1-800-273-8255. Um, again, for the substance abuse number is one 335 6649 All right, guys. Uh, thank you, Kanisha, for coming out. Um, and again, like she said, she's very talented. She sings, dance, models. She does, she does it all. So yes. you definitely will see her back on the show to perform. Um, thank you again for coming, babe. I love you so much. You're welcome um, anytime. And, and we will be right back with some more performances. We're going to hear from our youth from Out of the Mouth for Babe. Stay tuned. Have pity on those People get ready, there's a train coming. You don't need no baggage, you just get on board. All you need is faith to hear the diesels humming. You don't need no tickets. You don't need no tickets. You just thank the Lord. Just get on board. All you need is faith 
an amazing show 
So far, the beautiful truth, raw, naked, and exposed. Just want to thank um, Terry for calling in and my niece, Kanisha, for coming in and sharing their testimonies. Today, we are talking about life after death. How do you deal with losing a loved one? I know for me, it has not been an easy journey as it relates to, um, you know, someone who you used to talking to every single day, maybe your mom. I know I lost my mom and it has not been easy coping. But one of the things I've learned from Dr. Maya Angelou was the legacy of death. And her book entitled, It Wouldn't Take Nothing for My Journey Now, she talks about the legacy of death. And one of the things that I walked away from with that book was um, being able to honor those who came before us. You know, you honor your ancestors, you honor your heavenly angels. And the way that I do that is to carry on their legacy. What was their purpose? What was something that she put in me or he put in me and wanted, um, you know, their call to action to try to keep their legacy going? So that's a way that that I deal with um, losing my mom and my sisters and my brother is try to keep their name and their life uh, alive as it relates to the seeds that they planted in on this earth. And I am one of the seeds that they planted, uh, my ancestors, because they did so much and have paved the way for so many people. So those of you all who have lost a loved one, we have to rejoice because we know to be absent from the body is to be present with Christ. And I know that sounds a little cliche, but it is so true. It is so important for us to understand that our loved ones will always be with us. And if we could just go into that secret place within ourselves and sit quiet and know and hear from that inner voice on how special we are as it relates to the divine connections of the people who have come in our life and left because we know that we are all here for a temporary time and it's so important for us to really set our legacy and make sure that we are really making our mark uh, in this in this earth. So with that being said, I want to bring up a man, Mr. Harold Ike Foster. No, he cannot be in the studio today because he had left uh, this uh, physical ram a few months ago, but we have some youth who he had planted seeds into who was here to share their testimony and just a little bit about what Mr. Harold Ike Foster have taught them. So I am going to turn over to my little beautiful guests, um, Nevaeh and um, Layla from Out of the Mouth of Babes. So can you tell us who you are? Share us with your name. My name is Nevaeh and I'm 11 years old. Okay. My name is Layla and I'm 12 years old. Hmm. And we're going to introduce our facts. Well, first let me ask you a question. Um, you worked with Mr. Foster, right? Yes. What is something that you remember about Mr. Foster that he have taught you? I remember that he told me do not take stuff from other people and don't be shy. That's right. He told you to stand in your power, right? Mm -hmm. What about you, Layla? What have Mr. Foster taught you? He told me not to put my head out in the window. <laughs> he, told you how to, he told you not to put your head in the window? What do you mean by that? You want to share the story? I, one day, we was in the car, we were to McDonald's, and I stuck my head out the window, and he rolled my neck up in the window. <laughs> that was love, right? You know, Mr. Foster, because I'm pretty sure he gave you a warning first, right? <laughs> All right, guys, so y'all want to share some of the um, amazing information that Mr. Foster worked diligently with you all on every single day, right? 
He would come over to the community center every day and teach you all some black facts, right? Yes. All right, so show everybody what he taught you all. Nevada, what's the largest ocean? Pacific. Longest river? Now. Tallest mountain? Mount Everest. Largest desert? Sarah. Largest state? Alaska. Smallest state? Rhode Island. State with the most people? California. State with the least amount of people? Mississippi. Avenue. Mm. Stay with the most black people. Uh, I don't know that one. You want to help with Mississippi is the one with the black people, okay? And how tall? How tall is the Washington Monument? Five hundred fifty-five feet tall. How many steps? Uh. You want to help her out, Layla? 897. <laughs> okay. Well, great job, Nevaeh. Great job. All right, Layla, what do you have for us? I'm going to spell this word, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. S-U-P-E-R-C-A-L-I-F-R-A-G-I-L-I-S-T-I-C-E-X-P-I-A-L-I-D-O-C-I-O-U-S. Awesome. What else must the foster teach you? I'm going to say all 45 presidents. Washington, Adams, Jefferson, Madison, Monroe, Adams, Jackson, Van Barn, Harrison, Tyler, Book, Taylor, Fremont, Pierce, Buchanan, Lincoln, Johnson, Grant, Hayes, Garfield, Arthur, Cleveland, Harrison, Cleveland, McKinley, Roosevelt, Ted, Harden, Coolidge, Hoover, Roosevelt, Truman, Eisenhower, Kennedy, Johnson, Nixon, Ford, Reagan, Bush, Clinton, Bush, Obama, and Trump. Awesome. What about our mayors of Washington, D.C.? Tell me what Mr. Foster told you. Uh, what's on the one dollar bill? Uh, what's on the one dollar bill? Washington, the two dollar bill, Jefferson, five, Lincoln, ten, Hamilton, twenty, Jackson, fifty, fifty, Grant, a hundred, Benjamin Franklin, five hundred, McKinley, one thousand. I forgot that one. It's okay. You did a great job. Is there anything else you want to share with it? Because you're educating the community right now. You're giving them some information for the world. So is there anything else? Because you, we are honoring Mr. Harold Ike Foster. This is some information that he worked every day um, to teach our youth. And it was very important to him. It was a word he taught you, Layla, uh, when someone talks too much. Logoria. Logoria. Can you spell that for us? L-O-G-O-R-R-H-E-A. Awesome. All right. Anything else? Because, see, I know he poured a lot into you all, guys. And, Mr. Foster, like I said, we lost a giant in the community. He was someone who, I mean, he was not paid. He volunteered his services. He was also someone who... Um, if, if, you know, we had uh, mothers without heat, he would go down and to the mayor's office and rally for them. If a youth was put out of school or anything like that, he would go to the schools and get them put back into the schools. He worked diligently with me, with Mama Safe Haven, in the communities. And this is uh, just a snippet of some of the information that he would teach our youth. A truly, true huge giant in our community and it's just an example of what you could do you can grab a youth and teach them information that will take them so far guys did you all want to say anything else uh a memory i remember when he took us to go 
perform our facts and at Bird Farm, and we performed. Then we had ice cream, and he bought us some popcorn and gave us bags with hand sanitizer and wipes and stuff. Awesome. And we made over one thousand dollars. Oh wow! Okay. So uh, what you're saying is when you're educated, um, some perks come with that when you're learning information, right? Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you. I appreciate you all for coming out. I'm going to tell you guys, that is Layla and Nevaeh. That is our future, guys. And that's why I wanted the first show to really highlight our youth and our future. It's very important for us to pour into our community and not to be afraid of our youth it takes a village and you have the ability to save a youth and i'm gonna tell you you can start by just smiling you can start by just the way you're looking at them they can feel if you feel as if they are um uh, negative if you feel like they are going to do anything to if you looking at them like they are nothing they can feel that if you look at them like they uh, can do anything they put their mind to do then you have just created a giant so I encourage everyone today to pour into our youth right it's so important for you to plant the seed so you can live forever because long live Mr. Harold Foster long live Sheriff Smith long live your loved ones who are no longer here because you will carry on that torch for them knowing that you are honoring their legacy it's very important to do that I'm very honored to be sitting here at voxway.com with this opportunity to speak to you all and I encourage you all to share this video with your family and friends um, just to share that there is life after death there is life after death and I also want to speak just a snippet because I feel um, something when I say life after death I want to talk about briefly about uh, dying to your flesh and living again as it relates to um, it's a lot of things that we were taught I know for myself I was taught that was not good for me like the way that we eat the music that we listen to um, some bad company I realized that I was uh, really um, bringing this negative energy to me I couldn't understand why I kept finding myself in a domestic violence relationship I couldn't find myself in these uh, bad relationships even with my female friends so it was something that I had to clean all of the junk out on the inside of me and say you know I deserve more so that way I can be more open and freeing to help the next person and be that light in their life so when my number is called my life will live on forever through those that we touch. So want to take another short break. I'll be right back with our closing remarks. Thank you all for tuning in to the beautiful truth, raw, naked, and exposed with your girl, Beverly Smith-Brown.
Welcome back to The Beautiful Truth, Raw, Naked, and Exposed with your host, Beverly Smith-Brown. Wow, this has been an amazing first show. I am um, going to close the show up with just a, a few words from my book entitled He Kept Me that you can find on Amazon.com. Um, you can also go to my website at mamasafehaven.org. Um, to find out more information. But I am just going to read a snippet. Um, I know we're talking about life after death, um, but this was something from my book, and it is in Chapter 9, entitled uh, Love Hurts. So uh, behaviors, behaviorists believe that we can only study behaviors that can be measured as a result of one's interaction with the environment. They believe, the, uh, they believe that other than reflexes and instinct behaviors are learned, not built in genetic wiring. Right, so they saying that is learned behavior and not built in your genetic wiring. So when I became pregnant at the age of 16 with my first child, I thought I was doing good because my friends were getting pregnant and dropping out of school at the age of 12 and 13. Growing up in this environment, it was okay to get pregnant out of wedlock and seek assistance from the government. And I wanted to read that part because you talk about perspective, right? And that was one of the things for me, uh, my perspective on life was different because of the community in which I was raised in. It wasn't until I turned 18 and got a job at Telloc in Virginia where I was working with different um, nationalities uh, that I realized, you know, having kids, at, three kids at 19 was not the norm, right? It was um, actually frowned upon. Um, like I said in my book, I had friends that was getting pregnant at 12 and dropping out of school. So because I got pregnant at 16 and actually graduated, I thought that I was really the cream of the crop. Um, but it's so important for us to check our perspectives and, and always understand that people can only see you through their lens. And um, sometimes we kind of get caught up in how someone is looking at us, but it's really about how you feel about yourself. So I'm super excited again about this opportunity to come to you all every second and fourth Sunday to share others' testimonies as well as my own. We have call-ins. You can feel free to call in at 240-719-2560. So we have a special treat for you all because remember I told you that my niece is very talented and um, we're going to get a little snippet of that and we're going to end the show with Kanisha Smith singing one of her uh, favorite artist songs. So check her out, guys. Whatsoever 